Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back, I'm Brian. And I'm Inessa. And this is... The X-Men Files. It is. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. I had the the, the, the traces moment, like one fraction of a second. I was like, wait, what do we call this thing? <laughs> what do we call this um, invention that the, we... Uh... The, uh, the infrequent continuation of our pandemic hobby. <laughs> uh, I don't know how many issues we've... Issues, episodes we have recorded this year. It's... Um, if it's more than 20, I'll be It's not I'll a lot. We had a very long break through like m- oh, yeah. most of the oh, fall. Yeah. All right, so that's that's a uh, uh, as they say an exercise for the student. Uh, we've got one that's recorded that I haven't even bothered putting up. The most recent one, or like several. The most recent one. The most recent one. You yeah, haven't. yeah. Okay. I need to upload that at some point. I know there was one at one point. I actually also think that we did we miss one. Oh yeah, we missed an issue. That's crazy. And we talked about that on yeah. the. I, you of course famously never listen to the podcast. I don't. <laughs> one of I the creators yeah. of this uh, of this podcast never that's actually a listens thing to that, it. You know, artists, Can't be troubled. Artists do. <clears throat> it, it, it don't say that this is some weird artistic thing. They doing. don't watch their own films. Right, right. This is not an artistic thing. It's because I don't ever actually listen to anything much except for books. Right. Sometimes. Audiobooks, yeah. Sometimes I listen to a, right. I listen to the occasional single episode of a podcast if it's got someone Perhaps. or like if it's talking about yeah. a topic that I'm interested in, but I don't do enough driving to actually really listen to stuff as much. And of also it. you got to plug the phone in uh, in your car. You don't have the Bluetooth in no, your car. No, I don't. It doesn't. Oh, yes. The Bluetooth sure. is is a kind of a game changer. Yeah. All right. So a couple of years from now when you finally swap out uh, that car for something else, then you'll start listening to this and oh boy, you will have <laughs> You'll have more than 100 hours of, uh, air quotes, entertainment to uh, to plow through. Maybe the kids will listen to it one day. Um, mixed feelings about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this week's issue, this week's, this month, this, this bi-week's this issue. This bi-weekly affair is becoming a semi-monthly activity. Yeah. Yeah. So, so neither one of us have um, written a recap. We don't like to do the live recap. How about this? I'm going to suggest this on the fly. Let's talk about what we thought about the issue, and perhaps that will reveal what happened in the issue. Sure. After I say this is the conclusion of uh, the most recent brood saga, the second brood saga that we, and by we I mean you, quite adeptly summarized last time. So we're wrapping up the, uh, the brood saga in Colorado. What'd you think? I like this one. Did you? Yeah. Tell me Tell me more about I did. that. Well, what did it, you... Okay, so I liked it. As always, when there's a lot of uh, dialogue, I always like the ones where there's Got a it. lot of dialogue. Cool. So I like that. There was a little bit of, like, fighty fight yeah. stuff, but it, it didn't seem like it... I don't know. Somehow I felt like there were a lot of different storylines that came together okay. uh, with a lot of dialogue. It, Keeping it, it, in it, mind it, it, that I only read yeah. it once and that happened very quickly this morning. Okay. When you say there was a lot of dialogue, um, I agree that there's like a lot of like, word balloons, but um, not necessarily a lot of back and forth between characters. No, maybe not, but still a okay. lot of word balloons okay. and a lot of different stories. So there's like the story of the con- the continuation of the fight right. that started and uh, mm-hmm. Wolverine and... Uh, What's her name? Uh, 
continue rogue, Storm? A rogue, rogue yeah. continuing yeah, yeah, yeah. to be sort of under the power of yeah. the brood. There's the continuation of the thing with the with the reverend, right, and his wife, and kind of the introduction of uh like a potential baddie. Maybe. You're referring to the woman who possibly healed the reverend's wife of her um, arthritis. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. And also, who like between that, I thought it was kind of fun. Like that between that and uh, Wolverine's like own healing factor, the reverend mm-hmm. now thinks that he right. is like actually a healer. And so I'm curious if that's going to like somehow lead him to become like a bad guy. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, a, a fair question. You know that he thinks uh, I, I, he's I somehow like touched that. by God, and people yeah. that think that they they're touched by God yeah. sometimes are. That, that is that is an interesting. Uh, plot <laughs> for a yeah. yeah, comic book plot an interesting uh, set of ideas to explore and one that would be easiest to do in comics and also very much of its time a question for you in in the 80s particularly sort of like crescendoing kind of in the late 80s mm-hmm. early 90s how aware were you of televangelists um i was in the 80s i mean at that time, I don't yeah. know okay. how aware okay. I was. Um, like, 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 the, like, like Jimmy, Jimmy Swagger to Tammy Faye Baker. Like and, when um, did when did Jim and Tammy Faye Baker's like whole sort of affair about thing this time. came out? So I was aware of that. Yeah, I, I, I'll be getting this wrong by a couple of years in either direction, but um, it, it, and, and there are a couple of televangel scandals. <laughs> Televangelical. Televangelical scandals. scandals. Yeah, but so, so I don't know because at home your family is not going to be. I mean, I, I, I never watched any of this shit. I just don't know what was on broadcast TV in Chicago at that time, as, as largely. Yeah, a, I mean, I. It, I'd flip past that shit on Sunday morning. I would flip past it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I don't. I mean, I certainly didn't know anyone that was like. I didn't know anyone that watched any of did you know anyone that actually oh heavens no no i mean you definitely would not because you're you're jewish well yeah and i grew up in a jewish community yeah right right and and although the people that i hung out with at that time um the the, well like at that time i was sem by 1988 i was not church going (laughs) but the early part of the 80s i would have been church going but i'm still proximate to that and my take on that, as would have been the take from my family of of those who are still churchgoers, Churchy, would have yeah. been like these people are absurd. Right. They wouldn't. <laughs> these, okay, that's. I, mean, that's yeah. I don't know. I never knew what like. Oh I, heck I yeah. Never, oh I mean, heck I guess yeah. I never really even. Yeah. Up until this moment, had the wonderment to wonder yeah. what your granny would have thought of uh, Jimmy Swagger. She or... would have had not a lot of time for him, which is not to say that that she had zero time for for preachers on television. Right. Uh, and, and it's interesting, there is one guy, I don't know his name, but I, I got to look him up. Um, he was on, he's been he's been dead for some time now, mm-hmm. but they're still rerunning his shit. I, I was in the hospital with my granny last year, and it's a hospital, right. so yeah. you spend a lot of time watching, watching TV, television. Sure. I, I saw a bunch of Hallmark movies, yeah. which is terrific, but uh, we saw an hour of this guy, and I'm watching it like... This guy doesn't seem crazy at all. Yeah. <laughs> he actually seems pretty even-tempered. Uh, it was all about uh, exercising forgiveness in our interpersonal relationships. And it's like, like, this guy could be 
like this guy could be a psychotherapist but was he, <laughs> he so like my my impression of yeah. the televangelist was that like a meaningful part of their thing was asking for money is that exactly yeah so, so, so was this guy so, not asking for money no 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 so i am going to be talking about it and by the way if you're tuning in for the x-men instead what you're <laughs> going to get we're going to bring it around american protestantism minute. and the media <laughs> so Ever since they invented radio, ever since they invented mass communication, in the United States, there have been many, many congregations that will be using this medium to reach more people. This is a very Christian thing to do because we want to be able to expose this to, uh, to as many people as possible. Also, this being America, that means somebody is going to monetize it. Right. <laughs> uh, so there are those two threads. Now, and, and we had this conversation earlier today right. about we're, we're how, how to... a very religious weekend. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very interesting. Very religious weekend. Right. Uh, you know, how do Christians get money? Well, they ask for it. Right. And, and like every week uh, they will. It'll vary in degree in most of the time. And certainly the churches that I went to, like they'll pass the plate around and it's not a big deal. Um, I, I do like the, I never actually thought of it in these terms, but uh, you weren't nearly as amused by the, uh, uh, the metaphor that I had. They're basically like, like buskers in, in, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Times Square, Covent Garden or something like that, where they like, they pass the hat around. <laughs> right. um, but I was, I don't know, maybe foolishly. Okay. One final thing. Yeah. yeah sorry. Sorry. Yeah. But, um, but I forgot to say when we were at the but, church but, So, so the idea that every service will include a request for money is totally mainstream for Christianity. What differs is the degree, right? Yeah, and so so the televangelist, like the Jimmy Swagger, it's it's like eighty percent asking, asking for, money. for money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, and and sorry to cut you off. No, what no, were you no. About I, to say? Sorry, I was I was you were right to cut me off because I was actually sort of going in a weird direction. What I meant to say at the church, and then we got distracted. Yeah, talking about other things was like to me it just doesn't like it seems like people would reach in and put in you know a couple dollars or like some mm-hmm. loose change into the yeah. into the hat or the plate or whatever. Some do. Um, but that, you know, in the end, that wasn't going to end up being enough money to run a congregation yeah. on. So yeah, the people who are putting in loose change, they're not the regulars. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so we, we we've gone we've gone some distance, bringing it back right, so, to the X Men. Right. So there's the there's the thing with with Rogue and uh, Wolverine continuing to to be captured yeah. by the Brood. The Brood is fighting with. Pause. Though, I, I'd like to talk more about the Preacher guy yeah, yeah, because uh, okay, yeah, if you're getting bringing me that, us cool, cool, back cool. up to where we were. Yeah. Um, and and various X Men keep showing up. You know, long shots there, Colossus is there, yeah. and there, whatever. And then simultaneously, you have the story of the preacher, right? Uh, who seems like a pretty decent guy. Yeah, and uh, you know that, that is very interesting because it, it it would be different than what's happening nationally. Um, in the story, you mean this character? It, it, what's happening nationally in the United States in the late nineteen eighties? Uh, a, 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 a th- that kind of a, a evangelical person, give or take a Billy Graham, is not a sympathetic character. Right. Moreover, the uh, Chris Claremont has quite famously had this terrific graphic novel, "God Loves, Man Kills." Mm-hmm. Which was highly critical mm-hmm. <laughs> of that kind of televangelical uh, <laughs> operation. Right. So it's very interesting that he introduces this character 
I don't know what your experience of reading the last issue is like on this one. I'm thoroughly wary about this guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I keep waiting yeah. for him exactly. to Same. drop the mask. Right. So, so that actually is 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 interesting, and I think serves uh, serves him very, very well narratively as part of Claremont's. Uh, um, insistence that we judge each mutant individually. Right. He's saying, okay, here's this guy. You're probably not going to like him. <laughs> <laughs> but just judge him by his actions. Right. Yeah, uh, no, I'm yeah. also very wary of him. And that's why when he was, you know, when now that he thinks that he can, you know, his wife's been healed. And, yeah. and you know, now that he thinks that maybe he has this healing power. Right. Like, I'm curious whether that's going to take him in an evil, evil direction yeah so we'll see it, it, and my thought was that we don't need to do that uh we don't need you, to you could be curious uh, no 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 oh. no um, if, if you were to have a story where uh a televangelist an evangelist thinks that they actually can heal because of the you know the science fiction superhero elements of what's happening there there's a very interesting story there it, it need not have them be a villain. I'm not a writer, so I don't know where right. you take that. But I think that would be a very, very interesting story. I, I, I don't know whether we're going to get more of that, but I would, um, I'd be excited by that. Right, right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see what what happens with the with the priest and his wife, yeah. and whatever. And then we also then, have the continuation of uh, Madeline's sort of weird, weird dream, dream, and yeah. the reintroduction. Although I don't actually, I remember, I don't remember very much about the first time we met Sim, mm -hmm. um, but the reintroduction of yeah. Sim as sort of the, uh, the ar the architect of her, right. uh, sort of, uh, fantasy. And I guess her kind of, uh, evolution of her persona into, right. you know, a, a bad guy, which is what Powell talks Powell's about in his about, book. Yeah. Jason Powell, uh, has a great book, the best there is at what he does. So, Sim, you will recall. Maybe, might recall. You, you will be reminded, and then perhaps you will recall. But you're at this stage now where you've got all the background that you yeah, need. Yeah, no, pretty I, much. I knew that I couldn't ask. Yeah, you can't. You, would say you can't you duck read out. Yeah, yeah, you and can't duck out and I say like, "Oh, I don't know. I never read Daredevil yeah. number one eighty one." I didn't read the gentleman. Most famous or issue other, of the other. other. Uh, oh yeah, other, General uh, of Leisure. Real gentleman of leisure. But, but you you have guys. read uh, <laughs> X Men is like one fifty somewhere somewhere in the one fifties where Ileana ages rapidly because she is in limbo. Uh, Belasco, the demon. Right. Is that the one where? Okay. Yeah. Sim first appears there. Okay. He has appeared again a couple of issues ago, several issues ago, as part of the uh, the Baba Yaga. Yeah, uh, like story. in my head, he's not like exactly evil. He's more like, yeah, I'm like bumbling somehow, or like not I don't bumbling, something about my, he's my sort of a henchman. Yeah, like my instincts say he's that he's the, he's he's the boss's exactly, head. He's the odd job. Yeah, yeah, that he's not exactly the he's not exactly the architect of things. He's just kind of like this guy that's yes there. I have the same view, yeah. and that is at odds with his appearance here, where. Yeah. Yeah, something's person. gone on here. I, I think that within the New Mutants, there's been some upheaval in Limbo that's nodded to here in the X Men. I've not mm -hmm. gone to the New Mutants to get the uh, the details there, but um, in that in that story that where we saw Sim, there was a reference to some uh, disruption in Limbo, and so perhaps uh, the, I'm assuming that the character of Sim has evolved. Hmm. All right, maybe. So at the end of this issue, yeah. they have defeated. 
the the brood. Yes. Uh, it's a touching or sort of sad whatever scene at the at the very very end. Harry, who was the guy that kind of started it all, mm-hmm. uh, having found the shark, kind of reverts to his human form. Right. Right. Right before. Um, you know, Wolverine kills him anyway, is my impression. Yeah. Right. Yeah, a lot of a lot of killing here. There was a decent amount of killing. Yeah. Yes. Havoc killed somebody. Right. Colossus um, did as well. Oh, I didn't quite notice that, but yeah. Um I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna probably, count that as a yeah, kill. Yeah. Um the the Havoc thing is probably the you know, that that's like the uh the the common X Men thing, the common X Men theme of you know if if we're the good guys, you know how right. do we kill people? How do we get comfortable with that? And he's you know struggling with that, and Wolverine kind of does his usual like yeah, sometimes you have to kill people, you know, right? Um, thing and uh, Havoc is not very happy about his about their victory. He's sort of struggling with the idea of having won that way, right? And that is pretty much how it wraps up, right? They're done. They've returned to their to, to Australia somehow. Mm-hmm. The people that saw them at the diner um, kind of immediately sort of forget that, that, that they were, who they were, sort of what they saw. It was like they were... Sorry, who's uh, the they you were referring to? The, 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 the people that saw the X-Men immediately sort of seemed to forget about the X-Men's, like, existence. There was a thing where that I noticed that was like... Uh, you know, as soon as they were, as soon as they disappear, it's like they weren't here at all because they're supposed to be dead still, right? They're not. Okay, I'm still not sure what you're referring to, but but um, carry on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now I guess we'll have some new stuff with uh with with Madeline Pryor, yeah. and then also maybe with the <coughs> priest or you know preacher. Maybe Who knows? That will be we don't know. Yeah. Uncharted, uncharted, uncharted territory. territory. I love me. the um the cover of this one also. Good cover. Yeah. It's another one um, that I wouldn't mind having, like in a in a poster. Yeah, this is um, at this time. It takes a long time. It is the norm now that comic book covers don't have any words mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would have been a bit unusual at that time. Yeah, typically they have words on because they want to. It's basically. A sales pitch. Right. <laughs> you want uh, if you've got a bunch of comics on a spinner rack and and some some nine year old like oh what am I going to buy? Uh, you know you must buy this issue. Uh, <laughs> Thirty eight pages ever, yeah. of pulse pounding action and uh, or uh, 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 Aquaman. Uh, how can you fly? And like oh my god, I got to know. Yeah. So um, so this is a bit unusual in that regard. Uh, this is a bit more mainstream, but but uh, these days. Right. But at that time, this image of Wolverine morphing that th- there's. Uh, fantastic expression uh on on his face yeah. and this is all uh well in the immortal words of uh stan lee enough said <laughs> for the cover here yeah it's a very cool cover i like it a lot um i'm just flipping through page one i i i've been chomping at the bit to make this remark the mile high diner i love the paragraph or, or two that we get about the mile high diner remember this is 1988 this is quite some time ago. Right. Gentrification, <laughs> hipsters, yuppies. Trendoids. Yeah, trendoids. <laughs> that might not be a word that survived, but it this idea <laughs> that that neighborhoods will will morph and there will always be a crowd of 20-something, 30-somethings right. with some money that want 
some kind of bohemian chic places yeah. to go, <laughs> folks. It's been happening for a oh, long, long time. For sure, for sure. And that's fun because yeah. that was like, he didn't, you know, there, like, that was just like the sort of extra. That was great. Yeah. Like it was just a, an extra little thing. It didn't, it didn't really add to the narrative of the thing. It's like, it could but have it just, did. it did, but it was also, <laughs> yeah. it could have just been like, you know, a diner in Colorado. Right. Whatever. But I also like the people that are like making out the whole time. Right. Yeah. That, that, that funny little side yeah. gag. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to flip through while you're talking about your next thing that you're going to talk about and uh okay see if there were any other things that i wanted to specifically mention i was curious if there was actually a mile high diner in denver i just did a real quick search on google maps you can't swing a dead cat in denver without hitting without something hitting called mile, something, mile, high, mile high something, something or other something, so right. whether they there is or is not um a mile high diner i, I don't know that we will know but it would not surprise me if at that time there was such a place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the description that he goes through is something that I always loved about Marvel. And this, for me, is kind of the closing argument for why I prefer it to DC Comics. Mm-hmm. DC happens in Star City, in Gotham City. In Metropolis, mm-hmm. <laughs> and if they ever said, uh, "Blah blah blah," was a fabulous place in Gotham City, and right. blah, yeah, yeah, I'm never gonna fucking go there. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Marvel Comics happens in the same world I inhabit. Right, right. At the time, there probably was a Mile High Diner, Claremont. I don't know that he ever went there, but somebody like that he knew said, "Hey, there's this really great diner in Denver." Boom, it's in the X Men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a fun, a fun addition. I'm also looking at the. Um, like all the art around Madeline's like transformation mm-hmm. is uh, is cool, but also like kind of dirty, a little dirty. I don't know. It's you a know, lot it's, dirty. Are you saying like like sexy? Yeah, like on oh, page hell yeah. twelve. Yeah. It's like what is happening there down at the bottom of page twelve? <laughs> okay, so I I actually do know something that you don't. Uh, Madeline is well. I'll, I'll just phrase it like this. That will not be the last time you see that costume. <laughs> With, like, the weird, like, loincloth? Yeah. The boots? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Just barely covering yeah. the tits. <laughs> <laughs> just really showing off the nipples. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... I want to say get comfortable with that costume. You couldn't possibly (laughs) get comfortable with the idea that you'll be seeing that costume again. Again. Yeah. I'm really sad for, I'm sad for Harry. I'm sad for Harry at the end of that. That snicked was like, oof. That was, that that was, was that was tough. That was tough. That was tough. And I'm sad for Havoc. Yes. Also, because that's obviously was hard for him as well. But uh, yeah, I I enjoyed this one, this one. And it hadn't been so long since I'd read the last one. Right. That like it felt, you know, I mean, you got a little bit of record last week, but we did the week before. So I had like a little bit of momentum, which I think we've been not always exactly hitting the mark on. uh, Yes. With our schedules. So it was fun to read a two parter with without having to go back and reread the first part. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I I, well, I actually read this for the, our last episode. Oh, because you read the wrong one. Yeah, I read the wrong... I mean, I read the one prior to this, but I had forgotten it. What are you looking for? What's happening? Nothing. I'm not looking for anything. Carry on. Okay. okay. I was Very playing good. with a little piece of string, and now it's gone. But I'm also 
partially thinking maybe you took it. Okay, I haven't taken any string because I like you to face the microphone. Yes, I know. Hi. Okay. Hi. Okay. I'll find um, it. It's around here somewhere. Yeah. I'm. Uh, as always happens. Uh, once we're done with this one, I, I get pretty stoked for the next one. Yes. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens. We are building up towards Inferno. I looked to see whether. I, I thought about investing in a trade paperback. Yeah, you'd mentioned uh, that. But they are they're actually hard to come by. They've yeah. been out of print for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Been to the Barnes and Nobles and um, our, our local nerd shop, Atomic Empire. Atomic Empire, if you're a nerd and you are anywhere in the Research Triangle, please go to Atomic Empire for all of your comics, comics. gaming, uh, and role-playing gaming needs. Um, Atomic Empire... Uh, okay. Have you, have you looked on Amazon? I know you don't like to, but I I, I need to get round to that. Yeah. I, I there, I will not look at Amazon because given that it is out of print, it is available used. And if I'm going to buy a used book, go to ABE Books. If they don't have it at Atomic Empire, <laughs> go to ABE Books, where you're going to get resellers, and at least Amazon's not taking uh, a cut of that. Yeah. Uh, and I've never been anything other than happy with ABE Books. Mm. Uh, right. I keep calling it ABE. I think it's Abe Books. I don't know what it is, but mm. it's a fantastic uh, way to buy books. It's basically what Amazon was in 1998. <laughs> it's right. terrific. What else do we want? Oh, sorry. I was getting into, we're building up to Inferno, and I'm yeah. very excited about that. Yeah. That'll be fun. We will n- probably not, although maybe record next we Sunday. Gonna, probably not, because we're traveling, uh, so it'll yeah. probably yeah. be two weeks, weeks from now. We probably will. two weeks from now. Yeah. Um, Ooh, we should take the uh, the microphone with us. We could record while we're um, out of town. We could record with our family. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, well, we uh, we don't have a Cludio anywhere else. We, we, we got to go to the Cludio. No, gotta I mean, record in the Cludio. We could record in the loft. Just see the wit. Oh, Cludio. All right. What else have we seen? What else do we talk about? Pop culture roundup. I have several. But um, I, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and go. But I, 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 you think about whatever pop culture uh, you want to. I'm trying to remember even what we've seen. Okay, yeah. so. Um, you saw a couple things. I saw Marvels yeah. this past Monday and really wanted to like that. I was ready to give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, it's actually it, funny. Here, sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but like no hearing you say that, I didn't, I don't actually like it must, I must have been asleep. Like I, we didn't really. No, we didn't talk about, about much. Yeah, yeah, we didn't talk about Not a much. whole lot to talk yeah. about. Because... I'm not sure if I talked about it with the girl either. Because, yeah. yeah. That's kind of where we are with the MCU. Yeah. Uh, all four of us saw Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which, which was, was awesome. terrific. Yeah. Um, and was like fucking Star Wars compared to <laughs> the Marvels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, it has not been well reviewed. I mean, not bad. I'm like, fair to Midland, the reviews. It's like a 62%, I think, Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. which. which I'm for me, if it's sci-fi, I'm gonna rotten tomatoes I I take on a curve. Sixty-two percent rotten tomatoes for sci-fi equals like Brian will want to see it. Right. <laughs> uh and this is no different. Uh so I, I went into it like I'm gonna give this the benefit of the doubt. Sure. Um I'm on record about not being pleased with Brie Larson's uh performance. I'm yep. not alone in that. Um, and, and it's not a misogynistic, no, just, you know, no just, one is, I'm not board. even, I'm not even thinking that it's a misogynistic thing. You're allowed to dislike female actresses. You need to read more of the same things that I read now to, to be fair, to be fair, to, to be complete, uh, and accurate. 
uh, um, Captain Marvel was like review bombed by by a bunch of schmucks who just don't like the idea of uh, female centric superheroes, and they can all just fuck straight off into the night. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so all that is preface to me saying, meh. Yeah, yeah. Th- there were a couple of good moments. Um, okay, I, I'm going to get her last name wrong. Um, Iman Vellani. Uh, I'll look that up. Uh, sorry, uh, Iman. Uh, she was terrific. She is uh, Ms. Marvel, uh, and pretty much every review that you read about this film will note will single her out as being a, a tremendous addition to the MCU. Right. She was terrific. Brie Larson's performance was better than it had been. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not. Yeah. It's not saying much. Yeah, it, it's still it, it's still not amazing. Uh, so, if this is the last time that we get. Her, her right. leading leading film, we're gonna be fine. Yeah. We're gonna be fine. Um, I, I'm, you know, a little note no longer remember. Um, the director Nia DaCosta, I've not seen any of her other films. She doesn't have a great body of work. This is, I think, her third or fourth film. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was a director that, that had that had garnered a, a pretty meaningful reputation. Uh, she, 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 there's a lot of buzz around her being an exciting young director, right? This film is not testament to that. <laughs> it is I, I I follow directors. Uh, um, as far as I can, I can understand the craft of filmmaking, I'll, I'll comment on that. Rarely, though, do do I have the experience of, of watching this where I I, I get as angry <laughs> at and and rarely do I I will I will often laud the director rarely will I blame the director right but did you blame the director in this one well she must shoulder a lot of it my understanding is that there was a lot of back and forth in post production and she will not have the totality of the responsibility for the film the first 20 minutes of this film are almost a a course in how not to not to not to edit a film it started in for the first 20 minutes i i'm thinking have, have we started has, has the movie begun what what like what, what the fuck is happening what was happening <laughs> exactly <laughs> i mean but there, what was actually okay. happening so i i can i can best describe that by contrasting it with something else so these kinds of action movies typically what'll happen is there'll be some I- eruption of, of action something to uh, give an idea of what's going to happen in the film. Right. A great example of that would be, I'm just going to use MCU examples. Sure. Yep. Because I've seen The Avengers things. is a great one. How does it begin? Well, we're at this base in Los Alamos or wherever the fuck. Loki suddenly appears and there's this massive hole in the desert. Right. As, this is a really exciting opening. It's very, very clear what's happening. And then we pause. Well, and then we show like the logo, like the Avengers. The Avengers okay. Right. Oh, cool. Cool. We're starting. And then there is like five, ten minutes of reacquainting ourselves with the characters. Sure. You see uh, Captain America punching the uh, uh, the punching bag <laughs> and all these other things. So uh, that's a good one. Um, Shang-Chi, uh, I- I'll say we've only seen that the one time, but I can remember the beginning of that film. It's uh, him and Aquafina like hanging out right. in San Francisco. Okay, here's who these characters are. We're seeing them for the first time. And, and then some action will happen. Right. This I'm trying to remember what the first 20 minutes were. Okay. Somebody's on the moon and they get a bracelet. Then we're in the spaceship with Captain Marvel. And there's this 
really awful flashback to uh, like a quick cut of what happened in Captain Marvel, the film. Then we're in Jersey City with um, Imandalani, and suddenly it's animated for like two, three minutes. And then we're out in space. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And then even I even know who these people are, but I don't know what the fuck is going on. And the next thing I know, like we're on some, like we're on wherever it is that the scrolls have been relocated to, and there's this big like punch them up. And I'm like, is anybody going to talk to anybody? <laughs> What the fuck is happening? <laughs> and and then finally, I think uh, things settled down. Now, within that, there were some some interesting sequences. Yeah. There's this uh, great punch em up with uh, punch em up. yeah punch em up with like a Missy Elliott song in the background. Like I could get behind this if only <laughs> you'd spent five fucking minutes setting it up. So it sounds like a C plus. Yeah, yeah, that, that's about right. Uh, so, like I said, there are some some aspects of it that worked, but it it is this is going to be the one where it, wherever it is it, it, the the office building of the MCU, <laughs> where Kevin Feige is sitting at the head table like Ernst Stavler or Blofeld and asking everybody to account for themselves. This is going to be the movie that they watch over and over again to deconstruct all of the bad decisions the that, that they've they made. Like, the editing sucked, and Nita Costa has some responsibility for that, but I, I guarantee you that there was there were other, other hands things, at work yeah. there. Um, everybody also said, like, there's this scene where they go to a planet where everybody sings, this is how they communicate. Yeah. Like, more of that, please. Like, they were on that <laughs> planet, but... To, you're telling me, you're, you're taking me to, like, this weird fucked-up planet that's just, like, like, bizarre and wild, and you're just, like not going to hang out there Here for a little while yeah this is what i'm here for man if i if i don't want to see people going to a planet filled with musicals like there's plenty of other movies for <laughs> two days earlier i saw anatomy of a fall very realistic yes, movie, very realistic movie. <laughs> okay? there's plenty of that yeah give me the weird wild shit yeah huh <laughs> yeah. i don't know something like even just watching that uh the preview for that movie yeah. there was just nothing about i mean i would have gone to see it in, in the right because sure. usually if it's the four of us i'll go you don't give you a know, shit yeah, yeah like i'll yeah, go yeah. see anything really yeah it's a, it's, but, it's, um, it's a day out it's an yeah, evening out i had no it, like i would never if but for you you know potentially organizing something for our family right. have been like hey i really want to see that like even just watching the preview felt like it was going to be just i don't know yeah and I'm pretty sure that the thing that our daughter liked the most about it was the cats. She adored the cats? Yeah, she was really into the cats. <laughs> um, if you like cats, <laughs> you yeah. are going to have a good time. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I mean... She has a lot of patience for, for this. I mean, so she enjoyed it, I think, even beyond the cats. But uh, she's not going to remember this movie in five years. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. And I was like watching the preview. One of the things that's like, I don't, I don't actually need an all-female cast superhero movie sure in my life much as i don't necessarily need i might a, you but might but yeah, i don't right I'd, like, I'd be keen to see that yeah you know just like i don't necessarily need a movie cast with all men <laughs> like i don't need well, that necessarily yeah. so i don't know something about it just felt like it was going to be it just even in the preview it, it seemed like it was going to be trying too hard in a way that would have annoyed me You'll be pleased to know that <laughs> that was <laughs> no, no, no. It, 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 when you say try too hard, I mean I, I think something about female representation is is what yeah, you'd be some, a certain kind of like a... you need not worry about that. Yeah, the, the the fact that the three heroes were were women is something that nobody commented on. So of all of the faults that I could 
chalk up for this <laughs> this movie. That's not one of them. It was uh, presented in a, a matter of fact way. So so I. I was happy about that. Yeah, that, that's that's great. Anyway, I'm glad that you saw it and took our child yeah. and that I didn't. Yeah, and and they didn't play up the fact of uh, either race or religion. <laughs> We've got an African-American yeah. uh, a superhero and a um, Pakistani Muslim uh, superhero, and nobody said a goddamn thing about it, and hooray. Yeah, yeah. okay, well, right. that's good. That's a positive. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. What else? An Anatomy of a Fall. That was great. <clears throat> was that great, was and if you're listening to this, you should uh, turn this off and go see it right now. That movie. <laughs> I, I, I like the silent pause for the people to actually feel like you know, get up now. off of your chair or <laughs> uh, 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 take the exit uh, in your car, yeah, and then yeah, um, yeah. It was very uh, realistic and very touching, and uh, you yeah. know, I love a movie about a marriage falling apart anyway, so that's. <laughs> You know, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I just do whatever you don't okay. understand anything. Yeah. That's like non I, I, has nothing to do with us. Right. I, just, I like that sort of story. Okay, I mean, um, I'm, I'm heartened by the fact that it has nothing to do with us. <laughs> I find that very powerful, very interesting, also very difficult to watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, because I watched that, and um, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this: I'm, like, I can relate yeah, to yeah. this argument watching these people who feel very passionately uh, it, and and by the way folks it's a marriage that is going through some difficulty wh which is sort of the, the emotional crux of, right. of of the film most of the emotional crux of the film so and there is a, a a long scene where the couple is arguing similar to that scene in the sopranos where there's like a there's like a 10 minute argument in the sopranos like mm. uh pretty real yeah yeah no pretty i thought that, that scene was pretty real but it was also yeah. like it was very interesting to see because like you can easily see how each person has crafted oh yeah their own oh hell yeah wholly complete explanation for the problems this is why it's so uncomfortable to right, watch. Right, which is why it's uncomfortable to watch, right? So it's like you can see Bridging there's these two people is, oh and they God. both have this complete narrative of yes. what is wrong with their marriage and, and maybe yep. some of the ways in which it's not like neither of them was willing to admit some of their own like foibles or faults or whatever, yeah. but like their versions of even the parts that included the other person, like their own mistakes mm -hmm. were still like... There was no in-between space yeah. in that Venn diagram of yeah. their two different narratives right. of the problems in their marriage. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I don't know how to bridge that gap. So whenever I see something like that, I'm like, every couple is basically fucked. <laughs> because it, it is it, it, the only way that the only way that that happen, that gets resolved in one of a few ways. One, one, throw yourself out a window. No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Somebody says, like, you know what? We got to stop two hours from now. Let's get back together. Where was it? Like, oh, my God, I don't know what happened. I lost my head. Uh, or there's one person who somehow manages to just, like, take the brunt of that to, like, to, to stop being on the attack and not even defend but just to just absorb, and, and that's a rare thing. Right. Yeah, or the third thing is like, like you just keep fucking fighting until something happens. Like, um, we got to take the kids to school, or something. Right. Or I got to go to work. <laughs> right. Or right. Like, like that will end it. Uh, but but never is it going to be both people simultaneously having the epiphany of like, what the fuck are we even doing? Yeah, I mean, maybe not never, but like never. I'm going to say never. <laughs> Yeah. 
No, I mean, I don't think that that, because I think in that, in that, I mean, sometimes there's an argument and it is about something that's foolish or yeah. whatever. And then certainly people do have this epiphany of what the fuck are we even doing? Or right. like, let's just go to bed. Yeah. We're not going to break up over this stupid, let's just go to bed yeah. and we'll yeah, yeah. figure it out. You know, we'll wake up in the morning and everything will be fine. I mean, yeah, you yeah. Know, we've talked a lot in our actual private marriage about how the idea of never going to bed angry is dumb. So goddamn stupid. Um, yeah. You know, that you should go to bed angry literally all the time. If you're Not angry, all the time. If you're angry, you should just go to bed. Yeah. But yeah, like, sleep it off. So when the when the argument is about something kind of foolish like that, but you know, in 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 that particular case, and in real cases in real people's like marriages, you know, those like that thing was going to keep popping, even if they had just been like, oh no, we have to take the kid to school, or yeah, yeah, we have yeah. to do whatever, let's just go to bed. Yeah. You know, those issues were going to keep cropping up because it wasn't well, a stupid thing. It was very yeah. real. And, and let me be clear. I think that <laughs> we're getting deep into <laughs> the people in this film. Um, I, I think that their issues were resolvable. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking more about the dynamics of couples fighting. Yeah. They, they don't resolve. And the exposure of, 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 of festering anxieties fights serve to do that in a way that is occasionally corrosive often da always dangerous and for me always just exhausting and agonizing uh so so watching that happen is like like oh my god i just want to like tell them guys guys go take a walk separately <laughs> come back in an hour you can work this out, but not if you keep shouting at each other. Well, yeah, and I mean, in that yeah. in that scenario, like, they actually physically came to blows, which is something right. that, you know, I think Spoiler. for... Spoiler. Huh? Spoiler. Oh, sorry. I think that happened. I think in the preview we get that. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I don't remember seeing the preview for that. Yeah. Um, But that's, you know, that's not even the, the worst arguments that we've ever had. I and mean, we never come even within a well, no, country no. mile of that sort of situation. You know, I think most people, most, even those arguments that keep cropping up and are frustrating and are yeah. even maybe unresolvable within a marriage somehow get resolved, not in that way, even if they just get well, kicked down the road. Yeah. But, uh, that's, um, that's a threshold that I'm not worried about crossing. Yeah. Uh, others. Anyway, I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> I don't want to, I'm very uncomfortable. I'm, 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 you know, just desperately insecure, and that's why those, that's why those arguments are just very upsetting yeah. to me. Right. Yeah, that was a good so, movie. And great movie, Anatomy go, of a Fall. I love the, it. I love the multilingual uh, yes, thing the too. It's, it's about fifty-fifty cool. French and English, yeah. and, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, superficial. Uh, compliment to the film, but I, I did enjoy that. It yeah. just reminded me of being in, in living in Europe, multilingual yeah. Europe. And it yeah. was, I mean, it was just from a from a from a sort of a I don't know financial standpoint or whatever, like a release in terms of where it was going to seem like a not a f weird foreign film. I mean, maybe mm -hmm. movies all in English don't seem that weird and foreign in France, but it felt like a fun idea in yeah. terms of like it's you know. Exactly the same amount of lingual in. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. That yeah. was cool. That, that was an, an, an extra bit of fun. Yeah. yeah. What else? What else have we seen? Uh, nothing that I can think of. Uh, two other comments from me. Number one, I paid $15. You're finding out about this. I paid $15 to upgrade my letterboxed subscription to, uh, to Pro. Whoa. Uh, this means that I've got 
a uh, really cool looking page of statistics about movies that I've seen. I've, I've gotten a lot of mileage out of a letterbox. You seem to have. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other exciting. thing is uh, we're going to go see uh, the holdovers in a few hours. Yes, We are six o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. That will be yeah, fun. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Alexander Payne. Uh, it, it strikes me. I've only seen, I think two of his films. I've seen election and I've seen sideways and that's pretty much it. Let's go to letterbox and check. <laughs> I've seen both of those films. Saw election a million years ago. Right. Yeah. I mean, it came out a million years ago. Yeah, Reese ago. Witherspoon yeah. could still credibly play someone in uh, high school. High school, yeah. Um, um, I liked election. Alexander. Yes, I've not seen about Schmidt. Um, oh, I've seen about Schmidt. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm pretty sure that's Alexander Payne. Um, he, um, Jack Nicholson plays an actuary. Yeah. Rare instance of an actuary in film. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, ba -ba -bam. Yeah, he's about Schmidt. Uh, Nebraska, he did, which I've not seen. seen that. Um, actually, he, has, he doesn't have loads. I mean, Election and Sideways is um, a lot of it. I'm looking at um, his films as director. Downsizing, which I didn't see. What else does? What else do you do? Like, what do you do? Citizen Ruth. There we go. If you're a director and you made a movie like in the like, you've made that many movies since the '90s. What do you do with all the rest of your time? Are you just working on other movies, or are you doing other things? You may be working on other movies. Let's see, Alexander Payne, I guarantee you he is, um, yeah, he's written some movies, executive produced a bunch. You're not like working as a stockbroker, right? You're like... <laughs> <laughs> no, depending on, if, if we're talking about like marquee directors, like someone like Alexander Payne or I will say Stanley Kubrick is, is someone who took a lot of time between projects. If you're one of those people, you may be... Producing uh, other movies, which yeah, I, I think you're, you're basically like a cinematic consultant, mm. um, or you're you're spending that much time. I mean, Kubrick quite famously spent a lot of time uh, between movies. You may be developing more than one. Hmm. Kubrick always wanted to make, had always wanted to make a um, a film about Napoleon. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't didn't get round to it. Shouldn't say didn't get round to it. Didn't didn't pull that off. But he'd be developing that film, and then it's like, okay, well. Uh, we're going to do Full Metal Jacket. You know, right, Napoleon's right. not quite coming together, so you may have a number of irons in the fire. Uh, Martin Scorsese, for a long time, wanted to make Last Temptation of Christ, mm -hmm. and it's just a question of getting, 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 getting like script and getting um, uh, whatever. Seems like, like as you have to be a very self motivated yeah. person to do stuff like that, because like once I had done Hell yeah. one thing, yeah. and I had a bunch of money. I'm not sure that I I'm would not ever, getting out of bed. Yeah, <laughs> like I just would. Week. I mean, I would do things, but yeah. I don't know. I feel yeah. like I would. It would be hard for me to motivate myself. You know, right. dated, and then I'd be like, "Oh, it's been ten years. Why haven't I, you know, hung up these pictures in my house and yeah. also <laughs> directed right. another film?" Yeah, yeah. but yeah. that's maybe why I don't do that. Anyway, that's right. why you're not. That's a why film I'm director. not a director. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm not a director. I'm not very self motivated sometimes. No. So stoked to yeah. see Paul Giamatti in what looks to be a pretty great film. Yeah. I've got I've got high expectations uh, going into this one. Uh, a lot of folks. I mean, it's got like a 96 on Rotten Tomatoes. What was that? No idea. Okay. Even some of the kids are excited. <laughs> I think. Well, some of the... We have two children. <laughs> one of the children. I Half think. of our children. Half of our children are excited. Are excited about, the, about seeing this. The other one will tolerate it. Because yeah. uh, we did... we did. You did say, and this was a very, very good remark, from time to time, they don't get to opt out. Yeah. I can't remember what we were... What was uh, at question. I, I, I think a daughter and I went to see a film, and uh, I don't know what it was. But I, I, our son didn't, didn't want to see it. It might have been The Marvels. Might have been. But also you saw um, 
the creator with him and she didn't want to see that's it. right that's yeah. what it was actually yeah. it was the creator which was a good movie yeah uh yeah she didn't want to see that and i said it's not a big deal and, and you said hey sometimes it's not up to them and I said, that's correct don't want to apply it in this case yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> but i am going to i think this is a brilliant one where we, we say you are required to go see this uh when i was eight or nine like like it, the eight-year-old me who loved Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, like, oh, that's great. We're not going to go see a sci-fi movie today. We're going to see Henry Fonda and Catherine Hepburn in On Golden Gold, Pond. I knew you were going to say On Golden Pond. That, that's a great <laughs> one. That's terrific because, like, there's no fucking way that, uh, hey, Brian, what do you want? I want to go see that movie with the geriatric couple uh, 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 living next to a lake. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it. And I was like, okay, I, I don't quite get it, but, like, this, this is... I, this is not a bad time. There were a couple of funny remarks. And now I look back, okay, I, I saw like one of the last films of these two cinematic icons. Yeah. Yeah. We should close it with the story of uh, our daughter has a friend in school who she <laughs> was talking, yeah. she was telling me, she was relating to yeah. me how she was talking to her friend in school. And somehow it came up that her friend uh, did not like Ocean's Eleven. Right, right. She, she thought, thought it was, Ocean's Eleven sucked. It sucked, or that it was boring. Or did whatever. we establish that she was referring to the Frank Sinatra Rat Pack version? Because no, that movie no, does no, suck. No, no. Okay. no, I'm sure she was referring to the George <laughs> yeah, Clooney yeah. Pit one. And uh, and and our daughter, as we were we were walking, she was just like she was horrified <laughs> that this friend didn't, and the friend is a very seems like a very nice kid. Yeah. And In our, other respects, this kid's fine. Yeah. And our daughter said, "I have never been more grateful." <laughs> <laughs> to be growing up in this family yes. as I was that when she said that. So yeah. that was uh, and that was very yeah. touching. Yeah, well, and that felt awesome as a parent. Yeah. It, 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 there are obviously other things that we try to do as parents so that they're like morally straight sure. and other things, but also have some fucking culture. Yes. And and when we say culture, like it's Ocean's fucking eleven. It's yeah. pop culture, okay? Yeah. But yeah. just you know, have have some sense of being able to discriminate. Yeah, I'm trying uh, to in, for, in, for mainstream mainstream entertainment. I'm trying to, uh, or at that time, I tried to like encourage her to invite this friend over and watch uh, Ocean's Eleven with her, and maybe yeah. uh, she would have a different kind of view of it. Um, but maybe not. You know, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we, we, we can only work on our own kids, yeah. and that's that's enough of a job. <laughs> yeah, we can only work on our own kids. This other kids yeah, out, those, yeah. outside of our jurisdiction, <laughs> their parents' yeah. problem. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.